0: At LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer it's all really really easy it's all really intuitive when hosting on anchor you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like spotify apple podcasts and more it's everything you need to make a podcast good morning welcome to breakfast with kent for thursday october 17th 2019 brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry dr mike is the best dentist in town so you go to Dr. Mike O'Neill if you want to take great care of your teeth. It's just that simple. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Colts. Good news from the Colts yesterday. Malik Hooker might play this Sunday. They hope to have him back out of practice today. That's a good thing. Guy's getting healthier. Clayton Gathers healthy, cleared protocol. Nice he rested yesterday, but he's healthy. I don't know what you rest from when you're coming off a of bye week, but hey, we don't judge. We don't question. Uh, Pierre Desir, Kenny Moore, Taquan Lewis, they did not practice. Hooker didn't practice. And Paris Campbell didn't practice. Paris Campbell, doubtful for this Sunday's game against the Houston Texans. The Colts are a one-point favorite in that contest. This could be for the AFC South. And let me explain how. I've done this a couple of times, but bear with me. If the Colts win this weekend, they're in first place by a half game. They'll have a record of four and two, and uh, yeah, so they would be, and in, in, uh, the Texans would then be four and three. So the Colts had to have a half game advantage. But what would really play into the advantage of the Indianapolis Colts the upcoming schedule, because next weekend they play the Denver Broncos at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Broncos are terrible. Then the following week they travel to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. You know what, last week they didn't play badly, but without a quarterback, it's a little bit tough for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Colts go into Pittsburgh, a game they can win. The following week, they're back at Lucas Oil Stadium to play against the woeful Miami Dolphins, and the the week after that, they're at home again to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If they win this week, you're kind of staring 8-2 and two as a real possibility staring at that record. If you're eight and two, I think you've got a hell of a chance to win the AFC South. So this weekend, really important game. You talk about playing a game at a time. Let's go 1-0 and oh this week. That's a Frank Reich mantra. Okay, baby, you get that done. You got a real chance to cash in as the division champion this year, and that's the first step toward going someplace meaningful and meaningful in indianapolis has got to become again the super bowl it's been 10 years since i've gone to a super bowl got to get back to jacoby Brissett the quarterback to take him there that's going to be kind of interesting he spoke to the media yesterday i spoke to rocky scene also yesterday and so i asked him and i didn't mean to insult him and i don't know if he took it as an insult i said hey rock do you know what pass interference is and E.J. Speed, who's got a locker just to uh, just Rock's right as we look at it, he laughed. And Rock looked at him and turned and said, yeah. I said, okay, can you explain it to me? Because I don't know what it is. I watch games. I see what I think is pass interference, and it's not called pass interference. Then I see something that I don't believe his pass interference and it's called pass interference so please explain what pass interference is and here's what he said anytime you put your hands on a receiver after 5 yards it's illegal contact and anytime uh you you contact them restricting them you contact receivers restricting them when the ball is in the air. That's pass interference. That's a great textbook definition, but I don't know how the hell it's going to be called. I said, Rock, do you explain it that way to the officials when they make a call against you or one of your teammates that you don't understand? And he said, no, I I don't talk to the officials. (laughs) Good for him. He shouldn't talk to the officials. Go about your business. Control what you can control. Uh, The Pacers, they made some cuts yesterday, none of them unexpected. Amita Brema, gone. Walt Lemon, gone. C.J. Wilcox, gone. As expected, those guys are uh, dispatched, and the roster now stands at 17. Pacers, they open up in six days at Bankers Life Fieldhouse against the Detroit uh, Pistons. And I think it's going to be a really, really good. I keep telling, man, I, when I talk to the media, like yesterday was Butler uh, Basketball Media Day. People are saying, what do you think the Pacers are going to be? People at the Colts, what do you think the Pacers are doing? Because I cover everything. Most of the other guys have a specific beat. They cover the Colts and that's it. Or the Butler Bulldogs or, or Pacers guys cover the Pacers. I, I try to go to all of them and say, so what do you think? And I say, I think they're going to be really good. Even before Oladipo gets back. I think this team's going to be really good, and I love Goga Bitadze. It's going to take a while for him to develop, but he's going to be really good too. I think this Pacers team could be terrific, and I think they could win 50 in the East regardless of when Victor Oladipo comes back. I think that they've got that kind of chance. I think they've been put together to play like this, and I think that that is a really, really good thing, and it's going to be fun to watch. I like the way the team's constructed, and I think that they're going to be very good. We'll see. Butler. I think they got a chance to be really good, too. You look at this team. What did they lose from last year? They finished, what, a game out of third, right, in the Big East. Granted, they tied for last, but the Big East was so clustered. It was so bunched up, Uh, you know, top, middle, and bottom. They lose Nate Fowler. They lose Paul Jorgensen. Love those guys. But you know what? Are either of them irreplaceable? No, you've got senior leadership on this team. Here are the seniors Sean McDermott, a senior, seems like he's been at Purdue or at Butler for 75 years, right? Graduated from Pendleton Heights High School, I think in 2004. He's been at Butler ever since. Henry Badley, Derek Smits, and Kamar Baldwin. That's a hell of a group of seniors who can play. Then juniors Jordan Tucker, Aaron Thompson. Uh, Bryce Enzi. we haven't really seen him play. He's the transfer for Milwaukee. And Christian David, they open a week from Saturday, an exhibition against IU Kokomo. I think they've got a hell of a chance to be pretty good. The Big East from top to bottom, top to bottom, is the best conference in college basketball. The, the worst team in the Big East, which is always the DePaul Blue Demons, they can beat you on any given night. This is a really good basketball conference, and, and in the Big East, you earn your wins based upon matchups a lot of the time. You know, matchups for Butler matching up against Seton Hall last year wasn't really it wasn't a positive thing, but for some teams in the Big East, it was. Anyway, the, the Big East, not great at the top, but really good at the bottom. It'll be interesting to see what the bulldogs do. This feels like more a, a Laval Jordan team than it has the last couple of years the last couple of years I think Laval was kind of coaching chris holtman's team this year it's Laval Jordan's team despite the fact that there are some holdovers from the Holtman regime I am really bullish on on the Butler Bulldogs. I think they might be the best of the uh, of the four kind of big time programs in Indiana. Notre Dame, Purdue, Butler, Indiana from north to south in the state. I think that Butler might be the best of the four this year. Uh, But I think that they're all kind of clustered in the middle. And I think the Crossroads Classic is just going to be stellar once again, as it always is. The Yankees and the Astros, they were rained out last night. So that game was postponed. Game four was. So I watched an episode of the Goldbergs nothing else on it was preseason basketball it was the only meaningful sports on last night so I'm watching the Goldbergs Barry is trying to get into a fraternity at his college and he's visiting different tables that are showing the wares of uh, various frats and uh, he stumbles upon the Delta House He he's enraptured of Animal House and he stumbles upon the Delta House and who's behind the table it's Hoover and Otter from the film Animal House I wept I I am a sap for nostalgia, and and seeing guys seeing these guys represent those characters in like modern day from the nineteen uh, movie of the late nineteen seventies. What was it seventy eight? Like I I was like oh it reminded me of going the tenth anniversary of Hoosiers back in the late nineties down at Circle Center. Uh, they had a uh, a, a showing of Hoosiers on the big screen with a bunch of the guys in the cast there. And I'm walking up the aisle, and I see the guy who played Raid Butcher. I'm like, it's Raid. And then I saw, uh, I saw Ali. I was like, Ali? You know, (laughs) I know, they're just movies, but when you see these guys, you're like, oh. I saw those guys, uh... The, the team down at Henkel Fieldhouse, when they did a little bit of a special deal for uh, uh, NBA TV and, and got to sit with them for about an hour, just having them tell stories for my radio show about the filming and about Gene Hackman and Dennis Hopper and who's the best player and all that stuff. And it was awesome. There's uh, Morris Valenus who played Jimmy Chitwood, and there's Raid, and there's Ollie, and there's all these guys. It was fantastic. It was the best day. That was the best part of that job and continues to be the best part of this job. You just get to walk up to people and start talking. I was I was talking about uh, Donnie Walsh yesterday, where the Pacers, talking to Ralph Reif at Butler, the Pacers front office is so generous. Um, Donnie w- I asked for a little bit of time with Donnie Walsh, because I wanted to talk basketball with him for the radio show. And, uh, Donnie Walsh, if they had a Mount Rushmore of, uh, of NBA executives, Donnie Walsh is without question on that Mount Rushmore. Anyway, so I, uh, great seven years of college down the drain, exactly. The great Steve Mix. And, and so, um, I, I worked through David Benner and booked some time with Donnie and get there and Donnie's ready. And I said, listen, Mr. Walsh, I don't want to take any more of your time than you've allotted. And I could talk to you forever about basketball. So um, give me the end time and I'll be respectful. And I thought, you know, if I get 15 minutes, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. And he, uh, he said, well, I, I, I blocked out an hour. I hope an hour is okay. It's like, yeah, I can work with an hour. You know, and we did. We talked for the whole hour about basketball, and it was absolutely fantastic. And uh, like you talk about living the dream, some guys see that as going to work. That, <laughs> that isn't going to work. That's talking to one of the best managerial minds, that, let alone in basketball, that I've ever encountered. And and having access to his brain for an hour, what a gift. And And then to, you know, to be able to expose other people to it, uh, a gift too, but the best part is just me talking. Uh, John Calipari, not the best brain in basketball. John Calipari, there's a story on ESPN.com, and I, I saw the headline, and it's that Calipari comes out uh, against expanding the N- NBA draft. And I think, oh, finally, I'm going to agree with Calipari on something good. You know, you, you don't want to be just relentlessly contrary to anybody, you want to find common ground with anybody. So, I thought, oh, good. He sees this for what it is. Of course he doesn't. He he, he agrees with the principal, but for the in just the wrong reason. He says it, it's terrible for college basketball, and it would be much better for the kids if they stayed in school and got the education. The education is the path to success, which is completely laughable and absolutely ludicrous, okay? And what the reason that expanding the draft is bad is that for people who come out or people who exhaust their eligibility if you're not drafted in those two rounds of the NBA draft you get to choose your employer you're a free agent you can sign with anybody which means that you can pick the environment and the situation that's best for you that's why the draft shouldn't be expanded you idiot John Calipari just wears me out with his self-important crap. It's nonsense that that would be bad for college basketball. Nonsense. It's better today. What it would do, if you expanded the NBA draft, it would, it would discourage more kids from coming out. You moron. Because it wouldn't be better for the kids to get drafted in a third or a fourth round than to be free agents it's better to be a free agent what is the matter with you golly he's stupid um purdue they banned purdue students and faculty from gambling on sporting events involving purdue they don't know whether that's constitutional but it's kind of interesting purdue students and faculty you would think would have some inside knowledge But is that necessarily an inherently bad for why why would you ban them from being able to profit from their own kind of insider information if sports books want to ban them fine. I don't know why the university is and again the constitutionality is being questioned let's celebrate some birthdays shall we on this kind of chilly Thursday but it's beautiful going to be a very very nice sunrise. Uh, Michael Houghton, happy birthday, John Rocker. I do not know how John Rocker is a Facebook friend of mine, but he is. Uh, Tony Jennings, Anthony Purley, happy birthday, Eric Twigg. The great Teresa Stevens, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Teresa. Mike Redmond. happy birthday. Joe Ike, happy birthday. Christina Tinsley, Tanya Dobbs, Michelle Salvatore, John Foster, Lena Pasquese, and Michael Fraley, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Instead of looking at the fish today, they're beautiful. Look at that sunrise. Isn't it gorgeous? Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, Butler basketball. That's what we're talking about this afternoon. 3 o'clock sports, nothing but sports. We will talk to Sean McDermott. We'll talk to Derek Smith. Looking forward to that. More from Butler basketball. That coming up 3 o'clock. Uh, On SoundCloud, on iTunes, on thegruelingtruth.net, all over the place. Join me, won't you?